This is Michael Popak, Legal AF1, Justice of the New York Appellate Division, First Department. Intermediary Appellate Court issued a stay blocking the gag order, uh, two of them, against Donald Trump that had been imposed by the trial judge, Judge Angoron, in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case to stop Donald Trump from violently attacking and referencing and bashing uh, Judge Angoron's staff, and in particular, the principal law clerk, which has gathered a lot of, uh, gained a lot of the ire and focus of right-wing extremists who continue to attack her mercilessly because she happens to be a Democrat and once ran to be a judge. Let me bring it full circle. What happened and, and what happened procedurally and what happens next? When a party wants to appeal an issue, they have to go to the first level of appeal in New York and that for the Manhattan courthouses is the First Department Appellate Division. I'm a member of the First Department Appellate Division down uh, on Madison Avenue. And you, if you file there, you may and you may request a stay of a pending order. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did earlier today. That led to an emergency hearing, an interesting assignment. It went to Associate Justice David Friedman. Why is that interesting? Because that's the very same judge back in September who also stayed temporarily for about 10 days, the trial or the beginning of the trial of the civil fraud case itself. Now, in that case, he did the same thing he did here. He administratively, temporarily, interim basis stayed the trial here, the order on the gag order. And then he allowed the full panel, what, what we call the merits panel, to get full briefing, have oral argument, and make their decision on a full record. He's in administrative capacity today, as he was back in September. He makes a thumbs up or thumbs down only on an administrative interim level based on the limited amount of argument or evidence that's presented. Here, very limited briefing and an oral argument that lasts an hour. Sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong. He got assigned to this matter again today and held a one-hour oral argument. The last time he granted the stay for Donald Trump and everybody jumped up and down in Trumplandia and said, we won, we got a stay of the trial. It was no such thing. It went to the full panel within two weeks on full briefing. Friedman was a member of the full panel. And by the time the panel got all the evidence, they said, no, there's nothing to see here. We're going to let the trial go forward. And his Friedman's prior decision, staying the case, holding the ring in the case, right, was vacated. Same thing could happen here. I know the press is all excited because of the combination of the administrative stay was granted, temporarily blocking the gag orders, there's two of them, one against Donald Trump and one against his lawyers, from bashing the principal law clerk for, for Judge Angoron and staff in general and using violent rhetoric and all of that. Those two orders are now put on ice until full briefing, uh, subject to a full discussion, oral argument, and decision by the full five-person appellate division panel that will be f assigned to this matter. Friedman may be on that panel, but he may be outvoted ultimately um, in terms of the ultimate decision. So a lot of people are saying, well, there was a, it was a terrible day in the hearing in front of Judge Friedman, because he was very skeptical of the New York Attorney General position and was very skeptical about 
why this gag order was imposed. Doesn't it violate constitutional rights of the defendant, especially in a civil matter? And almost blamed, this is the reporting for people that were in the room on Madison Avenue, the ceremonial courtroom for the first department, seemed to be blaming the principal law clerk because she posted a photo on her social media of her attending a Democratic fundraiser and running into Chuck Schumer and basically said, well, you know, she put it out there. Once she put it out there, then, you know, uh, she can't be surprised or shocked when it's then gone viral in one way. But that's not what's happening. Because we've already seen now that the gag has been lifted, even temporarily for the next couple of weeks or till the end of uh, November, beginning of December, we see what Donald Trump's doing. He's already bashing the principal law clerk and the judge once again. I'm going to show you at least two examples of it that's happened just in the last few hours since the gag was lifted. For example, on the principal gag order, I mean, on the lifting of the gag order, we already have the following posting by Donald Trump. We'll put it up on the screen. I'll read from it. And then I'll show you what uh, what uh, another one of his lackeys posted on his social media calling Allison uh, Greenfield, the um, the law clerk, a operative and political hack for, for the Democrats. This is what Trump said just after uh, the lifting of the stay. Again, remember, temporarily, administratively, on an interim basis, until there's full briefing. Judge Arthur Angoron has just been overturned, stayed by the New York State Appellate Division Appeals Court for the fourth time on the same case. Let me break that down. It wasn't that it wasn't that the judge was overturned. His order was temporarily stayed until there's a full briefing. That's a horse of a different color than what's being written here by Donald Trump. But for the uninitiated and those that, let's say, don't follow legal AF, that sounded exciting and interesting by Donald Trump, but it's also a lie. He says for the fourth time on the same case. I I don't know what he's talking about. One time, the same judge, this Judge Friedman, stayed temporarily for 10 days the trial before it even started. It eventually got vacated, meaning that order got thrown aside by the full appellate panel, and the trial went forward. Uh, If anybody who's been on the losing end of the appellate appellate division so far, it's been Donald Trump. He's tried every which way between his daughter and him to stop and stay the trial, and they keep rejecting it and telling him to move on, even to the point where Donald Trump had had to um, uh, vacate or withdraw a, a, a lawsuit he brought against the trial judge to sue the trial judge in order to do certain things. So the only one that's got egg on their face administratively in this case so far, substantively, has been Donald Trump, not the New York Attorney General. Did you know over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? It's too easy to subscribe to a free trial of something and then completely forget about it once you stop using it, right as the monthly charges start rolling in. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Take it from me. I'm a huge fan of Rocket Money and they've saved me on numerous occasions. 
Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash legalaf. That's rocketmoney.com slash legalaf. Rocketmoney.com slash legalaf. Let's go on with the social media post. His ridiculous and unconstitutional gag order, not allowing me to defend myself against him, and his politically biased and out-of-control Trump-hating clerk who is sinking him and his court to new levels of low is a disgrace. There is a direct frontal attack, frontal assault on the law clerk, which is exactly what the gag order was meant to stop. They are defending the worst and least respected attorney general of the United States, Letitia James, who is a worldwide disgrace, as is her illegal witch hunt against me. Um, And then he goes on and on about the case. But that's not all. We also have in the case of uh, one of the lead um, advisors, Jason Miller, reared his ugly head just minutes ago when he posted on his social media There's no way President Trump, it's former President Trump, can receive a fair trial when Democrats are sending partisan attack dogs to do their dirty work. How is this justice? How is this a fundamental understanding of how the New York court system works? Attorney Allison Greenfield, Democrat operative and hack, and then doxed her by putting her her website where she ran for a judge listed there couple of things wrong with Jason Miller's attack. The New York court system, like many court systems, has elected judges. A lot of states have elected judges. And in New York, if you're going to run for a judge, you better be a Democrat. In other states like Alabama, Mississippi, wherever Jason Miller's from, uh, you better be red if you're going to run for be, to be a Democrat. Or your governor better be of your same party. Nothing unusual there. Doesn't make them a hack or, or overly partisan. And, um, you know, that's how that's how the court system works. Same thing with the attorney general. In every state, it's an elected position. And it was an elected position here in New York, and Letitia James won that position. Yeah, she ran for governor, but that's okay. She's a very good attorney general, and she's done a lot of good for the state. Now, David Friedman, let's focus on him for the remainder of the hot take, the associate justice. He held a one-hour hearing, and again, he kept pushing back on the attorney general, questioning why the gag order needed to be in place at all. He also asked, was the was the law clerk directly attacked by Donald Trump? And when he got the answer as no, he seemed like, hmm, satisfied. You know, unless there's a direct attack on the law clerk. Well, I don't know what you call these. These are a, a direct attacks on the law clerk by Donald Trump and his proxies. Uh, in violation of the gag order. Uh, there's a uh, the order that, just to show you how ephemeral and temporary uh, the order in the stay is and how uh, interim it is, it's literally two handwritten lines on a form order. We use those in New York. 
like these triplicate orders in pink, yellow, and blue, where the judge takes a pen and just writes out. And in this major issue, if you will, this is what Associate Justice Friedman wrote. Give it in hand, by hand, and we'll show it up on the screen. Given the constitutional and statutory rights at issue, an interim stay is granted. Then he said at the bottom in his handwriting, the briefing schedule. He wants the opposition paper because there was no opposition paper. This was all done on their feet in oral argument. The opposition paper finally for the attorney general is going to be on the 22nd of November. Then there's a reply brief by Trump on the 27th of November, which is the exact same day the motion is going to be heard, or is, or is at least what we call returnable to the appellate division. So we'll likely get an oral argument at the end of November or at the beginning of December. The problem with the timing here is, is that the trial may well be over by the time this issue is adjudicated by the appellate division. At the rate they're going with the defense and the New York Attorney General having rested their case with 25 witnesses already already ticked off in the record book, and then maybe a rebuttal case by the New York Attorney General when the defense rests, this could be a mid-December before Christmas event uh, for the entire uh, evidence to be concluded and, the, and both sides to have rested. This appeal issue on the stay of the gag order may not be litigated by then. And the and the um, first department may try to kind of stay out of it by just letting the order land sometime after the, uh, the trial. That's one way they rule by not ruling. Or they might think, no, it's important on the gag order and the gag orders that are being considered all over the country against Donald Trump. Because, of course, there's already a gag order being considered at the appellate level in the D.C. federal election interference case in front of Judge Chutkin. Judge Chutkin had her um, gag order stayed administratively, interim, temporarily, by the federal D.C. Court of Appeals, and it sits there right now until an oral argument on the 20th of November involving the, the limited gag order by Judge Chutkin, in that case, to stop violent rhetoric from being used against the prosecutor, witnesses, staff, FBI agents, and the like. So you've got two sort of competing gag orders now up on appeal, both having been stayed by, by a respective judge. One was stayed by the full panel in the D.C. Court of Appeals, actually by one of the judges there. And same thing here, Ju Associate Justice Friedman, but I think it's interesting, and that's why I wanted to bring up when everyone's saying, oh, crap, there's a there's a stay. That doesn't bode well for the appeal. Normally, I wouldn't agree with that, except we've got some reporting about people who were in the room during today's one-hour oral argument, and, it, and, they, and the New York Attorney General was met with a very, very skeptical, jaundiced-eyed Justice Friedman. But he's just one of five. He may not even be the one to write the decision. I doubt he will be. So, you know... The, the attorney general just has to count to three to get her um, her order done. And now the New York attorney general's office has the benefit of hearing from at least one of the five potential justices that will hear the case about things that are troubling them and can focus and target their written work product. It'll probably be a 20 or 30 page brief on those particular points. We'll continue to follow it right here on the Midas Touch Network, on Legal AF, 
on a hot takes like this one on YouTube during our Legal AF podcast. So if you like these kind of hot takes, join us for our curated podcast at the intersection of law, politics, and justice called Legal AF. Until my next hot take, until my next Legal AF. This is Michael Popak reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.